0: Yo, what's good? Welcome to CounterCurrents. This is your host, Petey Steele.
1: And your host, Elena Torres, back from the depths of motherhood. Boom,
2: boom, boom, boom. And
1: today, we have a very special guest. Please welcome
2: the hilarious Moses Storm. Thank you for having me on the show. It's our pleasure. Yeah. 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 it has been been a really fun weekend here in Arlington. Yeah, yeah. We caught the
0: end of your last show that was good. Visuals from America's Funniest Home Videos. Yeah, I've been
2: incorporating some video stuff in my act. Um, I'm just at the point where i like performing so much, you get really bored with stand-up. Sure. Uh-huh. In that it just feels like every every other technology has evolved so far, or every form of, of entertainment mm-hmm. has evolved mm-hmm. so far that stand-up is like, I always just, it's a lot It's in my head, but I do get anxious about the art form just being like a guy standing on stage talking. Right. hmm It's different than like podcasting. It's like something you can unwind to. You can have on while you're doing things. Right, right. But stand up to have to ask an audience member in 2020 to sit down, and watch one guy talk. It's a lot to ask.
1: That's actually really true. But here's my question: What's it been like touring, with? video visual aids because i'm sure there are plenty of theaters and <laughs> yeah. play, like that's what would give me anxiety as a performer
2: i 100% regret <laughs> it I, I, I get what you're getting at <laughs> and it is yeah it is a lot i feel like how do you consider like it being a prop i was almost. just gonna ask you is that a prop it comic, does feel like a power prop comic or like when i started i started doing improv and a little bit of sketch mm-hmm. and you'd have to lug around a trunk or a backpack full of props And then have to, like, if you did a festival out of the country, you had to call, like, customs and be like, hey, I'm bringing a plastic gun inside of a peanut butter jar. (laughs) Don't worry. (laughs) It's part of it, which is a real bit. Philip Jackson does. And, uh, yeah, so it's all this extra stuff you have to worry about. Mm -hmm. In addition to putting on a good show for an hour for your audience. So, yeah, there's some locations that you show up to. And it's more middle of the country. Right. Where they have never played a video before. I'll buy them the cables, and they're still like, yeah, we don't have that. <laughs> but like,
0: you're pretty experienced in trafficking contraband. I mean, after all, you did grow up in a Greyhound bus, right? Yes, yeah, so
1: we, yeah. we were discussing your Wikipedia, and yeah. how much of that is true.
2: Yeah, a lot of people think someone's hacked my Wikipedia. <laughs> that's what I thought like, it was. Wikipedia can add anything. Sure. Yeah. Uh, no, that's 100% true. Really? Wow. Um, I didn't make that. So some of the facts are off, but... Um, yeah, I did grow up in, a, in an old Greyhound bus. My parents bought that and then converted it into an RV. Um, not well. Okay. I was going to say, what, what was the bathroom
1: situation like?
2: Uh, so luckily, a lot of campgrounds have an on-site bathroom. So there was okay. a bathroom where no number twos were allowed. Okay. We clogged yeah. constantly. Uh, basically, the short answer <laughs> is later we moved into a garage with no running water and wow. uh, no windows. And that was an upgrade. So that's wow. how good the bus was. Wow. Yeah. That's awesome.
1: Wow. So so your parents were really religious in what religion?
2: They made up their own thing. They kind of spun off of Catholicism and Judaism and did like a I guess like a greatest hits of yeah, those yeah. two. It sounds like
0: Episcopalianism. Yes. Yeah.
2: Yes. <laughs> Not into fish. <laughs> um, yeah, so they they just uh, yeah, they made up their own thing. And, and it was tried just to them, get that started. or
1: were there other? Oh, was so like,
2: there was two other families that were also in buses, and then traveling. Uh, one of the family was in the U.S., and then one family was international. Huh? Yeah.
1: And did you guys meet up every once in a while? We did. How did that? Okay,
2: we wow. did to be like, hey, we're still doing this, and the message really gets spread. thin. it gets.
0: I bet there was some pretty intense games of wife swap, you know. There's got
2: to be. Yeah. Yeah. There's got to be. Yeah, it was... Um,
0: you ever play, like the key no game? No followers.
2: We got yeah. no followers. So they, my <laughs> parents had a lot of kids, and then the other families had a lot of kids.
1: Uh-huh. How many How many brothers and sisters do you have?
2: I have, I have five, and so then the other families had like eight and seven. So they essentially just made followers. Mm-hmm. Wow. So Wait, you're one of five number. or one of six? Uh, one of five. Sorry. Okay. I said that very confused. Are
0: you on the younger end, middle, or old.
2: The worst, second to youngest. Okay. You don't even get the credit of like, I'm the middle child, I'm very right. moody.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or
2: the youngest, it's just second to youngest. The like most you should know by now. Yeah. <laughs> second to youngest. So as you can imagine, it was a very unstable way to grow up. Yeah. Never being in school, never having a solid home or a foundation. Luckily, I was able to see my older siblings make mistakes. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of informed the way i've lived my life i'm like oh i could do that i could rebel right i could become you know a drug addicted street person and i see how that fully comes around there's enough gap where i can see my oldest sister doing that and my older brother taking a different path that i was able to kind of correct that's how i ended up somewhat normal
0: so when you run away from the bus like where the fuck do you go
2: uh, I went to L.A. Okay. <laughs> like That's... anyone would,
0: yeah. Well, not yeah, not just you, but I mean, like, I don't know. You said you had brothers uh, and Yeah, so they,
2: or... my oldest sister ran away when she was 16, and she went to a um, campground on the beach. Okay. Yeah, um, and then was convinced to come back, and then that fell apart. She had no money, so she went to a homeless shelter and then lived on the street. Mm. She was like a street person, um, and I was like, mm. and I went to L.A., so basically a street person. So <laughs>
1: how, how does one find comedy in the situation? because were your parents very strict on what you got to watch or not watch or yeah. what media you consumed or how did the, how did you find comedy in that?: situation? Yeah, so
2: <laughs> the, the religion was very anti-establishment. that's why we didn't go to school, I'm gotcha. told. Mm-hmm. Uh, to the point where we didn't even go to hospitals. I broke my <gasps> shin when I was 12 and I wow. uh, no just put an ace bandage on it and still hasn't healed right. <gasps> yeah, so they were against even modern medicine. Uh, any technology, any uh, public school was like, oh, that's too inside. That's too mm-hmm. institution. Um, and then the whole religion was against any pastor or rabbi. Basically, no middleman to God was the idea. Oh, yeah. Just a straight so, connection. So there's technically, yeah. so there was yeah, technically yeah,
1: yeah. no leader in this. No,
2: no. The fa- any, any leader huh. would be, which is like, hang your message, gets really confusing. It's hard to uh, get any yeah. followers on board. Yeah. Even like Bikram has a guy. Yeah. yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, yeah, that's why they had no followers because there's no like one guy you can find. Right. Point sure. It's gotta be guru. an
0: intercessory.
2: Yeah. Right. So, yeah, so they were anti establishment across the board. So, we were not allowed to watch any TV. I would, of course, sneak anything I had to watch. So, I just watched Conan. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there Growing was something up. in there how, about... How did you
1: find out about it? Did you have friends that weren't in this My religion? older
2: brothers would secretly watch it because they were into music. And that was like the one thing we were allowed to do, is like you could play an instrument because it was a way to praise God. Okay. So mm-hmm. they would watch, because they were really into guitar, they would watch Conan for the musical guest. Mm-hmm. And then the, the musical guest was the same slot that a stand-up would come on. So we had right. no way of knowing who was on the show. We would just press record on the, on the TV VCR, turn uh-huh. the TV off right so my mom huh. wouldn't know we watching and then sometimes accidentally comedians would be on there huh. and they'd be like ah bummer but i would watch that and that's how i learned stand-up and i would watch conan's monologue mm-hmm. and um that's that's what made me want to do comedy but it was like a hobby thing i mean i really wanted to be a lawyer but by the time i was 18 and everyone's asking me like what do you want to do with your life right i could barely read or write I had My no God. real At social skills. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Wow. No, even to this day. 29 now, and I, I still misspell the most basic words. Wow. wow. A lot of that's be, being dysgraphic and dyslexic. Uh-huh. But, um, I mean, a lot of being a lawyer is reading. Right. Yeah. More right. Than making I mean, all you
0: had for that profession was the name. Yes, yeah. that's it, right? I know. right? That was a the-
2: store, a trusted name. Yeah. Yeah. I see that on a bus stop. Yeah. I see that on a yeah. bus stop bench for sure. Either that or backup singer for the Ohio players. You know, that was the other one. That was yeah. the third choice. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So then, comedy was a thing I was kind of good at, just from trying to break the tension mm-hmm. right. growing up. I mean, it's five kids. You're in a bus. You're on top of each other. Right. And I mean, if you're living in that religious environment it's very tense and there's no out there's no friends there's no school to go to right right no hospitals no escape now wikipedia
0: said kalamazoo michigan is that more or less the geographical area you
2: guys were at that's where my grandparents are so i call that the closest thing i have to a home Mm -hmm. i was actually Mm -hmm. born in finley ohio Mm -hmm. okay but if there was any holidays like now we celebrate the holidays since i'm free from that cult um that I'll go to uh, to Kalamazoo okay. to see my grandma. Cool. Mm-hmm. So She'll
1: what was there. that like when you got to LA and you get and you start making all these friends and meeting yeah. people who grew up in you know, the establishment way, like surprisingly what, did, stable, right? How did, it was how
2: did a huge you upgrade? Yeah. Most yeah. people move from their small town. They to go to LA and like, LA is crazy for me. I was like, finally something normal. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so it was a very different experience. And I moved out at the height of the uh, financial collapse mm-hmm. where uh, everyone felt like they weren't making money out there. And I was like, right. this is so great. I can have a job and make some, cause we always were dirt poor growing up. Right. So I felt like I was, it was a very weird place to be because it felt very stable being in LA right. to be around human beings that were not in a cult, and just to be making some money felt like the most amount of money. So you've
0: had like a really huge i am sorry, really huge advantage as a comic compared to like every other comic that's ever lived, in a sense. In the sense yeah. that like you grow up so destitute that like anything feels like an uptick.
2: Yeah, it's it's yeah, and I and I almost push back on that because it's like, if I honestly ask myself, and this is not like a sob story pity party, if I could choose to have this life because it is very conducive to do comedy and have something to talk about, right? Right. To have a unique experience, to not just be a white guy. That's like you know, sometimes my babysitter would be weird. Yeah, and I was bad at dating. Right, but. And this is not a sob story at all, but if I honestly look at my life and if I could choose to not have that life mm-hmm. and okay. I have anything to talk about, I would rather choose that than what did happen. Right. Okay. I wouldn't wish it on anyone. Right. I'm making the best out of what I had. I'm playing the hand I was dealt. Right. You're
1: making lemonade. Right. Yeah. yeah. But
2: it is not something that I'm like, thank God that happened. Yeah. Yet. Yes. Right. Maybe when I get older, it'll be a thing like that. But I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm also like, yes, it was dealt some bad cards, but it's also dealt the best wild card you can get, and it's called Being White in America. Yeah. Right. Pretty great wild card where it wins at every game. Mm-hmm. Right. Doesn't even have to go to that game piece. If you play Monopoly, like, I own this now. Right. Um, But no, it's uh, it's still something that I thought by now I'd feel like, well, thank God mm-hmm. That, mm-hmm. that all that stuff happened, and I've yet to get there. I'm still like, I'd rather just be a boring white guy.
1: Are you... Have you done therapy to get through it or any of that kind of stuff to deal with no with that kind of or do you do is it comedy no it's not
2: it's not i'm sure it would be healthy but it's still this mental block in my head Mm right um it's still it's uh, left over from the cult that therapy is is again an establishment thing right okay so it's this mental block in my head where i feel like i couldn't fully open up to someone Mm-hmm. Right, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. because they're the other. Right. Uh, so there's yeah, there's a lot of mental blocks in my head that that keep me from from basic therapy. Okay. Yeah, and this stuff comes out when I'm in, not not among friends. I can you can kind of bullshit your way through that, but uh, in a in a romantic relationship. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'd imagine really manifests because you have to be intimate with someone. Sure. Be open right. With someone. Right. right. Yeah. So I felt blocks in that way. So the idea of therapy, to date, is still like. Ugh scary yeah. yeah yeah wow
1: that's so that this is so fascinating I feel this like is I
2: definitely have... our most
0: special episode yes <laughs> yes yes this is yeah. of your
1: journey in comedy so okay so you get to la coming out of this cult did you start doing stand-up right away or did you start taking classes or did you just get a job and enjoy that new stability for you for a while or um, how i did started that? working
2: okay more than anything. Um, just because it was, I had, I had negative two thousand dollars. Right. So I was still paying my mom money. Right. And, um, I was still paying my mom money for a house that was in my name. Right. She had changed my name so that I could be a cosigner on a house that she bought. So, okay. <laughs> so yeah, I was underage. Oh but then shit! That's government. like million dollar baby. Oh, wow. Yeah. Come on, Come on in. Come on in.
1: That's how you guys know we're backstage. Oh, yeah.
2: yeah. The backstage vibe, not me, but we'll have it here. Yeah, yeah throw yeah, 'em down, ahead. nachos. What? Yeah. Um. So, yeah. So I was still paying her rent, essentially, on oh that my house. My God. Wow. So I had no money. Um. I'd found a terrible Craigslist roommate in LA, that I later found out was completely true, a uh, convicted pedophile.
1: Oh my God. Shit.
2: And it was so cheap that, it, because I wouldn't be on the lease. Uh-huh. because he couldn't live with anyone if you're, I guess, if you're a convicted pedophile in California. Oh, um,
0: that's their state law about they, that.
1: Well, and you have to yeah, announce have that you're to, a sex offender. If yes. you are a sex offender, you We're have to right. let everybody in the area know. You have to state approval if you're right. going
2: to live with anyone else, and you especially can't live with someone that looks like me. Like, I've looked like 14 my entire life. Mm-hmm. So it was like the only rent I could afford. <gasps> and I lived with him for a month. Yeah! Wow! And that couldn't have gone. And then had well. four jobs.
1: Wow! Um, what were your What were your four jobs when you got to LA? So
2: the so in the morning I'd wake up and we would go to a, a college campus with this guy who who looked like if olive oil was a person. <laughs> <laughs> he was so crazy! <laughs> and we would go and we would sell scam makeup packages to college students. It was like a like a subscription service. Fuck yeah! And oh the God. opening line was so shitty. You're gonna hate it. The shitty line was, "Wow, your hair's beautiful." And the guy had a big list because, "Wow, your hair's beautiful." Do you go to a lot of salons? <laughs> <laughs> and then we would sell some subscription packet to like an 18-year-old. Um, and then after that, we'd get off at three, and then I would go to my restaurant job. It was like a burger place at four. Work four to nine. And then at 9 p.m. I'd go and work in an after-hours nightclub from 9 p.m. to 9 a.m. Oh wow! Yeah, what were you doing there at the after-hours nightclub? I was a busboy, which is a fancy term for because uh, it's an after-hours club, so they stopped serving alcohol at two. So mm-hmm. Everyone just takes drugs, so everyone was on ecstasy and uh, Molly, if you're lucky, and people would throw up on the ground mm-hmm. because it's you know. The drug makes you nauseous. So then my job, I would have just a saddlebag of, of sawdust, pour the sawdust over, and then sweep up vomit.
1: Wow. Oh, that's what your Wikipedia until. thing said about cleaning puke. This yeah? Is, yeah, you yeah? Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. There was a whole thing.
2: <laughs> the glowing Wikipedia. Yeah,
1: yeah. I, I'm telling you, I couldn't Yeah, believe. so I
2: did that for 12 hours a night. Wow. Overnight. Wow. Yeah, and had four jobs until I... Eventually made enough money to quit one job at a time. The first one was the makeup one because it felt really shitty to do that. Jesus, dude.
0: I thought you were like white in America.
2: Right. Right? Mm. Wow. Well, I mean, like a lot of it is like I couldn't get those jobs automatically if I wasn't white. Right. It's a privilege Uh, to have too many jobs. It's a privilege to be trusted. It's a privilege to be able to scam college students at white colleges in, in the greater L.A. area. Um, so it is this thing where I've always grown up around poor minorities and could, you could really see the privilege when you're surrounded by nothing but minorities and right. you instantly see this leg up. So it's this weird thing of like being really poor, mm-hmm. being beaten mm-hmm. down the system, but also recognizing your privilege. Mm-hmm. That's you, you, you face it every day. Right. Right. Mm.
1: That's such a good way to get perspective is to see also if you're around minorities all the time, just to see like what advantages yeah. you're given versus not. I think. You know, a lot of people that, a lot of white privilege that people don't recognize when they have it, it's because they're not around minorities no, enough to see. No, you're around other
2: white people. So it's right. like all the people you went to college with. So right. all you see is like, oh, this person's now a senator. This person's uh, now right. this. So you don't really see it. Mm-hmm. But when I see like exactly friends I grew up with um, be stopped by the cops and then they let me walk. Mm-hmm. even though We're all in the same yeah. group. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, uh, it's, it's that blatant. Sure. Yeah. So,
1: do you talk to your parents still? Yeah. Or, okay. And are uh, they, well,
2: are I they, talk they to my still? My mom, and my dad's a little, I don't know. It's just, it's a weird relationship. It's like a business relationship. Okay. And um, they're still fully in the cult? No. 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 They're like, our 20s were crazy. Oh, they really? Like someone who had like dreadlocks as a white person. Like, eh, what are we thinking <laughs> in our <their laughs> 20s? So, how are they in their like 50s now? 40s? Mm-hmm. 50s. Okay. They're in their like, mid 50s now. Okay. Um, like early to mid fifties. They had they had kids pretty young. Wow. And yeah, no, they're religious. My dad is a Kabbalah Jew who lives in a Florida swamp and he's like, It's actually Kubala And I'm like, You live in Florida, it's Kabbalah. <laughs> <laughs> and my mom is pretty Christian. Mm-hmm. I think. Um, and she's traveling again in an RV uh with her new husband. Okay. Yeah, okay. pretty Christian. Right. Wow. Yeah.
1: Wow, and so, so eventually, as you start quitting jobs, did you do stand up first, or did you do? I did improv. First? I was too afraid to do stand up. Right, it's terrifying. I still I, get. I did the same thing. Yeah. I was too afraid to do stand up for mm-hmm. a
2: long time. I, yeah, I still get nervous before I go on stage. Mm-hmm. Like, Ooh, hope this goes well. Right, it's a lot to be like the entire show is dependent on me, mm-hmm. right? My ideas. Um, yeah, so I started by doing improv which ended up being very conducive because you can be much looser on stage if you start Mm -hmm. that way. I would highly recommend it to anyone. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. The people I've known that have accelerated really fast started in improv Mm -hmm. and just have a... They have a style that other stand will watch. Mm -hmm. So like Rory Scoville Mm -hmm. started Mm -hmm. in improv. Chris Rad, a good friend of mine, Mm -hmm. started in improv. And it, it teaches you this other base where you take care of others first Mm -hmm. you're much lighter on your feet you're less precious with your material Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and yeah i don't know if it would work for anyone but i if someone asked me for stand-up advice i would say actually do improv pretty seriously which is a stupid sentence but do improv seriously for two years and then start doing stand-up
1: interesting is that is that what you did you did it for two years and then slowly got into stand-up
2: like four shows a night five days a week Sometimes, wow. for eight people, sometimes for just for the other improv team, right, uh, very serious into improv, <laughs> just a very dumb sentence, and then, um started simultaneously doing stand up slowly from there, cool, yeah. yeah,
1: because watching your set, it seemed you seem to have an actor background, which I guess comes yeah. from from, from improv. improv, yeah, yeah,
2: yeah, I did acting classes like maybe after, mm-hmm. But everything comes from, from improv, having to play different characters. Mm-hmm. Right. And in improv, they always tell you to show and not tell. And mm-hmm. a lot of stand-up is tell. Mm-hmm.
1: For sure. That's um, true.
2: And I don't know. It works if you're a one-liner comedian, if you just want to be Dimitri Martin or you want to be just uh, like a David Tell type where you just do jokes. But right. if you want a comedy career, which I don't think enough people are honest with themselves that they do want. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Uh, and you want to do movies, and you want to be a guest on shows. You mm-hmm. need that other skill to be able to do act outs, characters. Mm-hmm. And, Absolutely. You know, feel comfortable in your own skin, performing. Right. Right. And not just rely on like the written word. Right.
1: Right. 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 So, what are some of the exciting things that you've got coming up?
2: Um, what do I have coming up? I am taping my first special. I'm All not right. allowed to say. I just called my manager before. Uh, earlier today I was like can I tell people what I'm doing this with it's like a huge thing mm-hmm. but I'm taping my first one hour special with a big company that I mean maybe by the time this comes out it'll be released yeah. oh, this oh, it'll will be this comes out on it's, Monday okay <laughs> so yeah. maybe not yeah <laughs> uh, but it's one of the big ones it's not one I have to explain to people I'm like, that's you know, exciting DivX awesome. Player. Can uh, you tell
1: us when when it's gonna come out? I don't or? know when it's gonna
2: come out, but I know that I'm taping it March 14th. Oh, so that's soon. Right. Yeah, so that's why I'm on the road now, working mm-hmm. on uh, an hour. Right. That hopefully says a full thing, and and then you have to, it's, it's weird being on tour right now when you're actually working on something. You're not just like I'm paying the bills with an hour of comedy. I'm right. trying to right. make something that's a full piece. Right. Uh, so yeah, I'm on the road now till March. Working on that, so they have that coming up. Um, yeah, this is, uh, I have a, a little part in a movie with Kumail Nanjiani and Issa Rae. Okay. The Lovebirds, which comes out on April third. Um, there's a movie that I'm in that's playing at Sundance right now. I don't know if that's gonna come out, and um, uh, we're still waiting to hear if the sitcom is gonna to another season.
1: Okay. that's exa- that's, that's a NBC. lot of stuff. Yeah. Do you like Do you like acting? I love Since it. You, yeah.
2: Yeah. It's really fun. It's really fun to just be around people. And, and um, there's so much more camaraderie than just being on the road as a stand up. I mean, yeah. Totally. They, granted, like like even this weekend, it's really nice having an, an opener and a feature act that are nice people. You can mm-hmm. talk with them. But mm-hmm. yeah, it's pretty isolating being on the road. Yeah.
1: Yeah, that's something that I think a lot of people don't realize about stand-up is yeah. that stand-up can get very lonely. And I forgot what guest it was that we had that said the higher you climb in stand-up, I think it was Mateo Lane, who mm-hmm. said the more yeah. you climb in stand-up, the lonelier it gets.
2: It really does. There's more of a divide. More more people are nervous to talk to you if they're your opener, Right. the better you do. And with acting, it's like everyone's on the same plane. Everyone's there It's right. It's not just the other actors. It's it's like the sound guy, the craft right. service person, the wardrobe people. Right, right, right. And I like that. If I could just do that, I am debating whether or not I just want to do that. Right. I, I have no no uh, romantic attachment to stand-up. There's so many stand-ups that are like, no, if you're an actor, you're not a real stand-up. 100% It's about are. being on the road. Right. I don't care about any of that. Right? right. I'm just like, I'll put this special out, and if I can just rope that into acting work and just have like a good life. Yeah. No, I just want to do that. I don't yeah. care about being respected. I just want to make people laugh and have a good life. Yeah. yeah. Once you get on the bus, you that. never want to say I'm home again. Yeah. Right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. The last thing I want right. is like recreate my childhood. Right. And if I become a Brian Regan, then I'm back in a bus. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Touring with my family. <laughs> right, now. right. We're up. And uh, yeah, it just seems like this is where I started. I'm trying to get out of this.
0: Mm-hmm. Right. Well, Moses, you got a lot of great things coming up, and we have some great things here at the Arlington Cinema Draft Tell us House. about it, Petey. Indeed. Tell us, Pete. January 31st, 7.30 and 10 o'clock from HBO Comedy Central and NBC. We have Josh Blue. He will be... Love on, Josh, Blue. great guy. Uh, Saturday, February the first, uh, same guy, seven and nine thirty p.m. and at the DC Draft House on January the thirty-first and February. I'm sorry, yes, the first Saturday. Adam Newman from Comedy Central, Showtime, and HBO. I know Adam
2: Newman. Highly recommend that. Go see
0: Yeah, yeah. And you can go see it on our dime if you remember to like the Countercurrent Instagram, Facebook page, or our Twitter,
2: and we'll put you in a raffle. Go see see Adam Newman. He used to open up for Bo Burnham, and Bo Burnham famously is very like a. He's he's got yeah. a high barometer for comedy, so to open up for him you have to be very, very good. Yeah. Adam Newman used to open for him, so definitely see him at the draft house. That's elite there you shit. go, everybody. Elite <laughs> Potentially and if you for comment
1: free. if you comment on our shit, especially if it's something nice then you get extra, extra chances of winning two tickets, especially if it's nice about
0: me. And if it's negative about me, you get even quicker. <laughs> Uh 7 and 9 p.m., the 31st and the 1st. But anyway, uh, Moses, where can they get at your social media and Everything
2: stuff? Everything is at Moses Storm. I mainly use uh, Instagram right okay. now more okay, than cool. anything else, but uh, Twitter across the board, even TikTok. Everyone's got to get on TikTok now. Yeah. Uh, everything is at Moses Storm. Fantastic. Right.
0: Thanks so much for
2: joining us, Moses. Yeah, thank, you thank you for having you. me. It was nice Most talking
0: to you Most fascinating story. Indeed. All right. Take care.